we're podding. It's Saturday. We're podding. We're podding. We're podding in your ear holes. So we're back. It's Friday. We're we're on our way home. We're in a car. Joe's driving. Joe hasn't bibbed at anyone and scream. Well, actually, he did scream at <laughs> one person already so far. Yeah, that guy. He deserved it. Though. I missed the recording. I didn't manage to yeah. get that. That. Careful, you son of a bitch. There you go. See, a bus is trying to kill Joe now. You know, I've not ever really gone through. Where are we? Like, where, I, where are we in? I feel like. Where the fuck are we, Joe? I would love someone to try and kill me, like take a hit out of my life. It would make me feel important. But we're, I don't want to die. We're in Romford. I'm just looking we around. Are. This is the police station. I don't. I don't know this part of Romford. I haven't been. You'll to this be locked up in that place one day. I. Oh shit! We're gonna stop here for a drink. Joe wants a drink. <laughs> Joe done an emergency stop, guys. Outside <laughs> a police an station. Emergency. Outside a police a quick, station. It was a quick stop. Because he saw a fucking Tesco's, and this guy needs a drink more than anything in the fucking Not world. Not an alcoholic drink. No. A fizzy drink, sugar yeah. drink. That's a far more addictive drug than alcohol. Right, well, let's stop the pod. Let's get some sugar and we'll come back. Guys, we'll be back in one second. Right, the sexy break music's done. We got our drinks. I hope you got your drinks, listeners. If not, you should have <laughs> pause it. Go back 10 for seconds, pause it, and get your drinks. I encourage alcohol. Not colism, just alcohol. Um, dude, we're doing a fucking big story today. I say a big story. We're doing a big ass story. In this story fast. Set your big asses down. <laughs> this story, I don't think it's going to be a long episode today, right? It's a big story, but not with lots of shit. Does that make sense? It's a big story without a lot of shit. Yeah, so there's going to be... It's an important, impactful story. I, I found this story fucking fascinating. But no detail. Me and you are going to have to do a lot of speculating, Joe. Well, I think that's what we do best in this podcast. In fact, that's what this podcast really is. It's us coming on here, running our mouths as if we know what we're talking about when really we're just making it up. Rich and Joe speculate shit. Yeah. So, I'm trying to think, what could I compare this story to? Mmm, comparison. I mean... Without giving it away. Yeah, it's really hard because anything I say is going to give it away. Well, let's just stick to the mystery theme and keep it a mystery. All right, we'll stick to the fucking mystery. All right, let's... let's be... Unless it's like the soda mystery. No, it's not like the soda mystery. Okay. But it has got some of your fav- favourite shit in, bruv. Oh, really? Okay, so I'm going to start off with a name, Joe. I'm ready to hear what you think some of my favourite shit is. Let's this story is all about someone called Stephen Kabaki. Kabaki. Stephen Kabaki. Kabaki do what Kabaki gonna do? Stephen Kabaki is so fucking cool. Kabaki, Stephen Kabaki. He's fucking cool, dude. Got a cool name? He has got a cool name. Alright, let me tell you a bit about Stephen Kabaki. Stephen Kabaki was 23 years... It was a 23-year-old student. I've got to learn how to read. Was a 23-year-old student at Hope College in... That means he's dead. In Holland, Michigan. He was a student in Michigan. He was majoring, and for some reason, they don't know what, in either German or history. I mean, there's a clear distinction between one of those two. Whoever wrote this, whoever wrote this article, bravo, bravo, <laughs> bravo. He was known to be an avid outdoorsman. Likes the outdoors, Joe. That's just another word for likes to do nude, nudie walks. I'm going to say, one thing I think about you, Joe, I don't think you like the outdoors that much. I like the outdoors. Do you? I do like the outdoors. You don't seem to go out there that much. I like look listen motherfucker. I had your mom bent over a log the other day in the woods. I feel like you're like <laughs> I feel like you're like Dr. Cox where it's like work, home, work, home. That is my life a little bit, but yeah. not out of design, you're, just out of necessity. You're, right do- now. you're Dr. Cox, bruv. 
I mean, I would love to be Dr. That's Cox. That's your childhood without, hero. That's your childhood hero. You no, grown up to be what, him. What I want is to be Dr. Cox without the crushing loneliness and alcoholism, but with the really good zingers when you crush people's this, hopes and dreams. This social club is called Churchill's House, and it's got Sir Alfred Hitchcock's... With a dick in his mouth. But, oh, no, it's meant to be Churchill, but they've made it look like Alfred Hitchcock's silhouette in the fucking horror movies. That's quite clever, you know? That's, uh, shall we go there? Shall we knock on the door and say Churchill House? We're here for the social club. We heard it's a social club. Me and Joe are being social. We have social. live music. We're doing podcasting. tables. Room. Yeah, just. <laughs> We're podcasting. We're here to podcast. I've never understood those social clubs. Do you understand social clubs? I'm pretty sure it's just a place where they can go to keep women out. Do you sign it? Do, are you, do you sign up? Is it like a thing, like a membership? No, Richard, I'm not a social enough person to have ever gone to any social I'm clubs. I'm going to find out, dude. The ones that make me laugh are the most are like the torrent, that you see the conservative social club, and I'm like, what dickhead goes to that? What dickhead goes to that, Joe? Seriously. So I just walk in and I say, what's the password? Fuck the poor. <laughs> <laughs> right, sorry. Back to where we were. Um, so, he liked his outdoors and had recently climbed mountains. Fucking Whoa. hell. All right, Billy Big Bollocks. While studying abroad in only the fanciest fucking place in the world, Joe. Hawaii. No. Oh. Europe. Europe. <laughs> you know, like... This but you what, know Scotland's in Europe, right? What fascinates me about <laughs> Americans is whenever Americans, and I respect to all our American listeners, hit us a line, I love you. Do we have American listeners? We, yeah, we got listeners all over the world. Listen, you Yankee doodles, right in right. at WTF Mysteries. The, 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 the thing with them is they, they think like Europe's like a country because they can't understand... <laughs> How small it is well, I don't want to generalise All Americans But I have seen Lots of those YouTube videos Where people are like I thought Europe Was the capital of London <laughs> You might ask Americans Where have you been Like what, where, where have you been abroad And they just go Texas <laughs> Like they but can In those YouTube videos They ain't going to show The smart people Who give the correct answers They're only going to show The videos of the dummies Okay so um, In February Joe not, mm. not on your birthday Don't get too excited Of 1978 You weren't born yet I wasn't You were Stephen set off for a solo cross-country skiing trip. As you do, a solo... A solo cross-country... This man sounds like he didn't have any friends. What motivates a man to go solo skiing? A man who loves skiing solo. He started near the town of Sukatuk. Aha, Sukatuk. Yes, I would I would never Sukatuk. On February the 20th... Oh, fuck my shit. <laughs> I'm in the wrong lane. Oh, shit! Cut, cut out of it. There we go. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. And uh, on February the 20th, Stephen skied over Lake Michigan, which was not unusual as he had been cross-country skiing in the same area before. He skied over a lake. So nothing exciting's happening, Joe. Is it frozen? Bear with me. This shit's going to get exciting. All right, I'm ready. The next day, a couple of snowmobilers, mobilers, mobilers, found an abandoned set of skis. Oh, I bet Stephen Kabaki is Stephen Kadeddy. <laughs> in her backpack. <laughs> and a- Wait, it's his or her? What? In her backpack. In in a backpack. Oh man, when are you gonna learn to read, son? And contacted authorities to report a possible missing person. Ooh. The authority quickly found that the contents of the bag included. <laughs> the authority quickly said, "Don't be silly. A backpack doesn't mean shit." A ski belonging to Steve. Did say Steve Kabaki on it? Just Steve. A search and rescue mission ensued, and investigators found a 200-yard trail of footprints in the ah. snow. A search and rescue mission in Sood Leading past the edge of the lake Which ended abruptly Uh oh Did he die? Did he drown Joe? Oh shit have I gone the wrong way? (laughs) No we're good we're good we're good we're good Investigators concluded that Stephen was likely filled with ice to his death Even though Stephen was likely filled with ice 
to his death. Yeah. So I'm so sorry. You'll have to explain it. What? So Stephen went walkie walk in the skis. Yeah. Walkie walkie. Stephen Kubaki went walkie walkie. And it looks like Stephen uh, drowned to death. He he he. The frozen lake had a bit where it wasn't frozen enough. Yep. And he became Stephen. Yep. Kadeli. So they're saying he filled with ice, as in he he fucking it's so freezing cold. He f- fell in the water. Ice dead. Okay, so like you with me? I mean, when you say field device, it sounds like some sort of giant ice monster raped him. Okay, but but the the key the, the interesting thing first of all yes the ice was unbroken. But he was filled with ice. So it looked. Well, they're they're assuming, Joe. They're assuming. They've got no body. They're assuming. Oh what? The... So the footsteps. Uh huh. They lead somewhere. Lead to that lake. Yeah. And disappear. So it could have been broken and then frozen over again. The ice is unbroken. Well, you know, that person who found his backpack came two months later. I mean, what, am I, what, what are we saying? What are we saying? I'm saying he's in that water. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read. There's a news article I'm going to read to you now that was posted when this happened. There's a picture okay. of two police officers by a helicopter. And it says, search for students. State police officers are shown as they entered a helicopter Monday at Holland to take part in search for Missing Hope College student Stephen Kabaki. It is feared... Kabaki, Stephen Kabaki. <laughs> it is feared... That should have been the article they posted. Kabaki, Stephen Kabaki. What's that song? I want you back. I want you back for good. It is feared 23-year-old Kabaki may have fallen through Lake Michigan surface ice over uh-huh, weekend. Uh-huh. It's a logical conclusion, Joe. They, they found the patch, the walk-in prints, the, do- the, do- the doggy prints, <laughs> the feety prints, whatever they're called. Those prints, Footprints. Yeah. And they're like... Kabaki is drowned. He's yeah. gone. He's gone. It is a logical conclusion. It's logical. Fifteen months later. He could have just flown away. We're skipping to the future now. Sorry, Fifteen yeah. months later. Alright, yeah. Fifteen months. I can count. On May the 5th. Yep. 1979. Yep. Still not live. Stephen woke up. No, it's Stephen Kabaki though, so whatever. S- and I still am! Stephen woke up. Wait, what? Stephen Kabaki woke up in a grassy field in Pittsfield, Massachusetts, Massachusetts. I can't say Massachusetts, it, which is 720 miles from where he went missing. So is someone trying to tell me this can't slept for 15 months? 15 months later, slept, slept. 15 months. Stephen woke up 720 miles away from where he went missing. Are you telling me someone kidnapped him and somehow kept him under comatose situations for 15 months and then left him in the field and he woke up? Let's find out, Joe. Stephen had no recollect- recollection of what that happened. That man was into some serious drugs. <laughs> he had no recollection of what had happened uh, since that day at Lake Michigan. It's more like, yeah, I, I, I found someone out and I murdered them, so I'm going to pretend I've got no recollection. Stephen could back his Stephen could kill someone. <laughs> Stephen found himself to be wearing clothes that he didn't recognise. Yeah, he's murder victim's clothes. <laughs> had a backpack filled with maps and hitchhiking science showing he travelled to Sacramento, San Francisco... Reno, Chicago, and Utah. I mean, I don't know if this information is going to be provided, but uh, there's, a, there's, there's, there's a lake of information missing here. So, okay, someone found his shit, and they assumed he had died when mm-hmm. drowned on the lake. But fine, whatever. He didn't. He continued his journey, doing whatever he was doing. And... So this, this he woke up thing. Mm-hmm. What bullshit? What the fuck bullshit is that? Like, he just one day woke up and was like, out of this travel trance he was in, and was like, where am I? What's going on? Am I Stephen Kabaki? I mean, there are medical shit that happens, right? People go I mean, into crazy Breaking things. Bad, he had a fake fugue state, but he did it. 
to mask the fact that he was doing some dodgy shit. Could he be schizophrenic where he's like, it's another person that's taken control of him? Ah. Does that make sense? What's it, social disorder? I can't remember what it's called. He's like that movie Split. Yeah, just like that. Someone else has taken over his personality. and like, Davey's not gone. here right now. <laughs> exactly. Uh, he also had $40 in cash, new glasses, sneakers, and a t-shirt from a marathon in Wisconsin. So it seems you that... Know what? I wish he did die and drown <laughs> under the ice. This guy's annoying me. What? Why? I don't know. Uh, why? Um, Steve, I love the fact that he may have ran a marathon and does no that's recollection what, of it. The audacity not to remember this <laughs> is annoying. Like, so many people fucking work so hard to be able to run a marathon. Yeah, like, this guy did oh, it, that, doesn't even I forgot remember. I did that. <laughs> Stephen said that he didn't know how much time had passed until he bought a newspaper and saw the date. Was he just doing a Forrest Gump thing where he was, like, running around the world, kind of? <laughs> well, it seems it. He then found his way to his aunt's house in Great Barrington, which is about 20 miles from where he woke up. I, 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 there's nothing more. I'm sorry, more questions. He then read. No, 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 no. More, more questions. So, what? there's only a newspaper article about this. If he decided to approach the press, because after 15 months, everyone's given up and not given a shit anymore. Uh-huh. So he's obviously gone to the press and said, hey, I, um... I don't know who I am or where I am or how I got here. Um, what the fuck? So you think he's lying? I don't know, but he's annoying me. <laughs> I can see. I need this too mysterious right now. And I have a feeling, if the answer ends up being something fantastical, great. But I'm sure he's just a fucking dickhead. Okay. He then reunited with the rest of his family. Steve- I was like, who are you? Or- Stephen said the last thing he remembers about the day he went missing was feeling cold and scared of being lost in that frozen darkness. Well, if you're scared of being cold and lost in frozen darkness, don't go fucking skiing across lakes, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Some explanation was that... Jesus, he... <laughs> that's like me saying, Rich, you know what? I'm so scared of homeless people and then going to Camden. <laughs> Come on, man. Some explanation was that he may have been sick or unhealthy. Stephen insists he was in a healthy frame of mind when he set off for the skiing trip. Oh, he's sick and unhealthy, all right. He said in an interview, my father was... Oh, wait, what kind of voice? No, no, I like that voice. Yeah, my father was going to sign over the house to me. I had free classes at school and no trouble. I was fading cold. I left a romance in Germany. There was no trouble with girls. I had a job lined up with the Holland Senator newspaper. Here I've got a picture reunited Stephen Kabaki embracing his father after returning. That looks like some anime ad to me. Since he was since he was reported missing in February the twentieth. Are kissing? Nineteen seventy eight. No, it's like this really awkward, like happiness of like they're trying to hug each other. I, I genuinely was like people are kissing right now. It does turn look, the photo towards my face. Not, I'm like what, what, what weird anime kissing. porn is this? They're not kissing. Joe, you're swerving All to right, the yeah, left. Sorry, I'll, you, you do that. I'll look at the pictures later. Some Some speculate Stephen's strange disappearance has to do with the Lake Michigan Triangle, Joe. Tell those people to stop fucking speculating. Which is an area between Manitowoc, Wisconsin, (laughs) Wisconsin, Ludington, and Benton Harbor in Michigan. This has been the site of many unexplained air disasters, shipwrecks, and disappearances dating back centuries. We may never know what really fucking happened that day, but, but Stephen is alive and happily living in the Pacific Northwest. He is now an author, and believe it or not, Joe, he is working as a psychologist. Mm. 
wrote a book called Meta. Where did I go? Nothing. I wish he wrote that. I would buy that fucking book. He wrote. How a could book. he write it? He doesn't know anything. <laughs> he might. Have... It would start off with I started on a lake, and it would end with I woke up 15 months later. He might have fucking theories. Who knows? I got some theories. He wrote a book called Meta Mathematical Foundations of Existence. Oh, he sounds like an arsehole. God on quantum, God and beyond. For many years, this Sorry, is. Sorry, were you struggling to pronounce the word God? No. There was Godel. Godel. Oh, oh. It's like a German word. Oh, Godel. okay, okay. It's got the, that O with the little I'm two sorry. things. I let you off. You were trying to do good German. For many years, he is. Ref- this is the interesting thing, Joe. For many years, he refuses to speak about his disappearance with reporters. Yep. What do you mean, yep? Why do you think that is? I don't know. Why is it, Joe? Because he's done some shit. What do you think he done? He killed someone. What? He killed someone, what? and then he made this bullshit story up about, I don't know where I've been, I woke up 15 months later, fuck right off. <laughs> wow. I mean, this is a big speculation. I mean, I have another theory that I like, because it's more sinister, but I don't okay. think it's true. So, do you remember there was a story years ago, when some family reported their kid missing, 10 years later, they came back. The family accepted the person as their kid, even yes. though it wasn't their kid, yes. because dodgy shit yes. happened. Yes, they so made that person impersonated yes. this missing person. Yes. And I was thinking, maybe Stephen Kabaki did die, and someone's like, I need to um, you know, escape the law, I'll impersonate Stephen Kabaki. But if he's only gone for 15 months, I doubt they could really trick the family into believing he's Stephen Kabaki. I got you. Oh, when he walked into his parents, I did say, I'm Kabaki! That's, I mean, he should have. That is an interesting fucking theory, Joe. No, he, he done some shit he shouldn't have done in those 15 months, and he made stuff some bullshit up. That's why he refuses to talk about it. Okay, oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Right, uh, let's see if I can if fucking- If I was the law, I'd just arrest him and throw him in jail on that speculation alone. I'm gonna read some more shit, hold on. I'm just trying to find an updated bit, oh, bro. I want to give you something else. So, when he went missing, there was no indication where he'd gone no breaks in the ice were located anywhere it appeared he had literally vanished right on the spot even stranger still late in the day of the discovery after already having performed an extensive search of the area Kabaki's backpack suddenly appeared near to the skis mm-hmm. and most certainly in the area that had already been subject to a search so they're saying they had searched it that backpack and then weren't there yeah. and then that backpack so, appeared this is what the dude did he walked out onto that ice intentionally he walked back in his own footprints to mask where he'd gone and then he started doing his dodgy shit well, let's go a bit more into the, the reappearance of Steve, Stephen Kabaki when he came back in. Stephen Kalaya. On the, on, the on the 5th of May 1979, the doorbell, ding dong, on the Kabaki family home rang. Stephen's father opened the door, shocked, ah! overjoyed, ah! and overwhelmed, ah! to see his son came standing. Came in his pants, <laughs> sorry, son. <laughs> to see his stand, standing behind him. I told you I'm kissing <laughs> that picture. You made me say his son standing behind him, before him. Giving him a reach around here. <laughs> He welcomed his long-lost son into the house. According to what little he could remember, Kabaki had awoken in a field in Pittsfield around 40 miles away. Furthermore, he was dressed in clothes that were unfamiliar to him. He had also on his person a strange satchel, inside of which were several strange maps that he didn't recognise. Perhaps even stranger, he was over 700 miles away from the place his skis and backpack were discovered near Lake Michigan. Following the incident, despite relatively intense media pressure, because I can imagine the media. Yes. Kabaki refused to speak of the encounter. He had no memory of it. And furthermore, he didn't have any psychological problems as a result of his experience, he says. No. 
just, just, yeah. I mean, the only psychological problem he'll be suffering with now is how do I continue lying about these murders I've committed? <laughs> whether this is true, or whether Kabaki simply doesn't want to speak of his encounter, only he will truly know. Exactly, come on, man. Look, he's obviously not shy. He's writing books to put out into the public for consumption. But they're not but about his disappearance. Exactly. But as soon as someone talks about that, the whole thing that makes him interesting, okay. the only thing that makes him interesting, he's like, no, nah, fuck off, I'm not talking. You're a cynical man, Joe. No, I'm fucking smart. The entire area has a history, the history that the area that he went missing, of strange activity. In 1921, for example, the Rosabelle ship was discovered overturned in Lake Michigan. Yeah, look, idiots are going to, like, put two and two together and got get seven. It happens. All 11 of the crew had seemingly vanished. There was damage to the ship, but no indication as to what had happened. What year was that? That was 1921. Exactly. <laughs> Even stranger, Joe, on the 28th of April, 1937... Captain George Donar, like Pona, on board, <laughs> on board a schooner on Lake Michigan. Whenever he has sex, he needs to go, Donar's Pona, <laughs> drop his pants. Would seemingly vanish from his cabin with the doors and windows locked from the inside. When concerned crew broke the door to enter, he was nowhere and there was no signs of an exit out of the room. He just fucking vanished, Joe. Houdini shit right there. In 1950, Joe, I ain't fucking finished. Northwest Airlines flight 2501 also vanished over Lake Michigan. It was presumed crashed, although no wreckage of bodies were ever surfaced. Yeah. It isn't just the apparent Michigan Triangle where these strange disappearances... Exactly, this type of shit happens everywhere. And reappearances have taken place. However... On the 14th of October 1990, for example, in Alder Creek in St. Mary's, Idaho, 11-year-old Casey Holliday, what a cool name, would vanish whilst walking his dog. Yeah, Peter Files were around back then as well. <laughs> search teams with trained search dogs would go over the entire area, but to no avail. However, again, despite the area already having been searched, he was eventually found alive and well, if dazed, in the bed of a nearby creek. Bizarrely, his socks and shoes, Joe, they were missing. He had no memory of what had happened, where his shoes were, or where he had been. Joe, you're not getting, you're not understanding the, the, where, where I'm leading with this. Incidentally, in the immediate moments prior to his disappearance, a bizarre storm developed, which is quite often the conditions in other strange vanishing cases. This has led some to wonder if electromagnetic forces are perhaps creating portals or rips into other dimensions. Perhaps. I say, no, fucking no way. <laughs> this ain't Stranger Things. This ain't the Upside Down, alright? I'm going Stranger Things! Didn't I'm going Stranger Things, Joe! Because Demogorgon didn't come and take his shoes and socks. And said, oh, I'll be having those. Even more recently, on the 22nd of September 2012, Joe, 53-year-old Linda Artega and her brother, Eddie Huff, <laughs> were hiking in the Arkansas Ozarks woodland. Then things turned strange. Eddie returned to their destination, claiming he had left his sister at a relative's house. However, upon the realization she wasn't there, a search for her began. She was eventually located deep in the forest, seeming, this is Blair Witch shit, seemingly extremely disturbed from her encounter. Yeah, her brother did some shit to her. According, according to Linda, her brother had become injured somehow, and she had gone for help. Although she was uncertain about the actual. Yeah, saying he, his story is that he left her at a family house. She would claim that she soon found other hikers, but they, but that that she couldn't speak with them. Try as she might, they simply acted as though they couldn't hear her or see her. Whatever, Linda Ortega. She could also see 
very weird people, like shadowy figures hiding in the bushes. Okay, so she's obviously mental. <laughs> or she ate some mushrooms that were on the ground that she shouldn't have. But I'm going back to this dickhead, Stephen Kabaki. Yep, I thought you would. Go on. Look, what we know from this, the, all the podcasts we've done is that policing, detecting and general searching was piss poor leading up it's, it, most of the time it's been absolutely shit so the fact that wreckages weren't found or this person wasn't found all of that shit means nothing to me because I I'm very aware of the incompetence of the people carrying these things out so just because he couldn't be found don't mean shit to me and the fact that the, the footprints they stop okay let's say some magical storm did something to his brain that gave him some mental break Okay, so that mental break taught him to walk back in his own footprints. Because if the footprints stop, there's only one thing that happened. Either he tied a rope to some tree, like bungee style, and then he jumped up into it somehow. I don't think there's any trees around that lake. Exactly. So he somehow propelled himself into the air far enough away from the footprints, which we're just saying is very unlikely. Or he had the peace of mind to walk back in the footprints, and then somehow his bag reappeared. If any idiot needs to study any further than that, quit your job as the police and fuck right off. Go work at home fucking bargains or something. Joe, Joe has become Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes in this shit. <laughs> I tell you what, I've got an answer for you, Joe. I know what it was. You tell me, son. I, I was leading to it. It's not Domagagans or whatever they're called. Domagagans. Whatever they're called. Oh, someone is definitely opening up a gay club. Joe, you're forgetting the foundations of what's made our podcast so... Fucking what links all of our podcast? Fucking aliens, Joe! Oh. Fucking oh my aliens! God, I forgot about the little He wee was dudes. fucking abducted, abducted by motherfucking aliens! He was butt played with for fucking years! <laughs> 15 months That's sorry. why he doesn't want to talk about it! <laughs> he was put back there! Every time someone asks him, he rubs his butt and says, I don't want to talk about it. And he fucking can't remember shit because the aliens did the fucking man in black thing where they wipe your memory and he can't remember. The man in black thing. Or like you said, he just doesn't want to talk about it, but it was fucking aliens, Joe, it was aliens! That theory is far more believable than any of the other bullshit I just heard. It's gotta be aliens. I don't believe it's aliens, but it's still far more believable than all the other mad shit everyone else... You say forward. it's not aliens. I say me and Tom DeLong say it's fucking aliens. You and Tom DeLong say it's aliens. Me and anyone with any two... Two pieces of brain cells to rub together. You can't say that because Tom DeLong's shit has all been clear, like it's all been confirmed by the USA fucking FBI government, whatever. No, it's all been you're, said. You're missing what I'm saying. I'm saying you and Tom DeLong say it's aliens, and anyone with two pieces of brain cells to rub together does not believe any of that other stupid shit. Oh, okay, forward. I got you. I got you. And they know it's far more logical than that. So it's aliens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they came. They say Stephen Kabaki. We're gonna do stuff with your Stephen Kabami. <laughs> I mean, fucking hell. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how you... Dude, that person is still alive today, right? I think. I believe he's still alive today. And how many murders did he commit? And and still to this day, no one fucking knows where this guy fucking went and he ain't saying shit. The only people know are his murder victims and they're gone. Ain't that fucking crazy, though? In this day and age, like, that's impossible, surely. Na- nowadays, yeah. Right? Your digital footprint is just... So much of that fucking shit was like that back then like so much fucking that's what shit. I'm saying so the fact that people couldn't find the missing plane or the missing boy or Linda or whoever or Tager's name was that don't mean shit to me because people couldn't find shit back then I mean if you needed if someone needs a, a new TV series for Netflix take this fucking case and fucking make it more interesting oh uh, and if you know what they should do they should start in present day no no they should start the series should start with him going out on the ice doing that shit yeah. us not really knowing what happened yeah. 
and then it skips forward to that 15 months later, yep, yep. him waking up in a field. This is a pilot and, episode, yep. And every time, and then as the season progresses, you just get snippets of the past. And it all eventually builds up to one overarching story. That's like Lost slash Breaking Bad stuff. I like it, I like yeah. it. I like it. Let's get the Breaking Bad. To, but to I do want it. them to write in the fact that he's been murdering. Was his name Vince Gilligan? Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's get him to write it. I feel he'd do a good job. And yeah. can we have the guy that plays Saul Goodman? Can he be the? Can oh, he be uh, Bob Odenkirk? Can he be Stephen Kabaki? I, I think I feel like he could do a great Stephen Kabaki. Oh, but I don't see him as a murderer. Stephen Kabaki is definitely a murderer. Though Stephen Kabaki was like 23 when this happened, right? Supposedly. Yeah, Bob Odenkirk's not doing. So it's too. You need someone much younger. There's no good young actor I can feel, feel for this role. But I, I'm, I'm going on record now on this recording. Yeah, he's definitely killed people. Okay, okay, okay. Um, Joe, if you want to sue Joe, um, please. Bring it on, Stephen Kabaki. Do you want to sue me? Let's start asking questions about your past and we'll see what happens. <laughs> oh, yeah.